Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Everybody, welcome to the 16th episode of When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. I am your host, the Professional Handicaps, and I know my voice sounds like Scooter from the Muppets. You don't need to remind me, I know. <laughs> and, and on the other end of, hopefully he came down from space, he joined us back on Earth, as my co-host. Finally. Who is the, la- the loudest guy in the room, only when he's playing the drums, the podcast internet sensation. And quite possibly the loudest, uh, sexy voice over the internet. I can't talk today. My <laughs> friend and yours, Broadly. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, podcast world? All right. Um, so I, I guess you to decided apologize. to come down from the, from space and join us back? Finally, yeah. I, just in time for 4th of July. You good. Um, How was yours, by the way? It was good. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was hot. Um, we got a lot of painting done. Um, so that's good. Put a big dent in that. Nice. One step closer to having our house finished. Yeah. Um, I want to apologize beforehand if I sniff or sneeze uh, or sound a little stuffy. Um, I think the paint fumes might have gotten to me this weekend. Uh-oh. Uh, or I... maybe sitting on the floor painting and being in, you know, around dust and stuff like that. I'm not sure what's happening, but I've had a... I've had a pretty stuffy, runny nose all day, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't. Who knows? It might make my voice sound even more sophisticated. Yeah. To where people can hey, take me seriously. You know, because uh, uh, some people say when when they get sick, sick, their voice sounds a lot sexier. So I mean, it anything, could be. Yeah. yeah. There, that could be what's happening here. That um, could be. I've I've got my gas station coffee ready to go. Um, and I'm really looking forward to today's episode. It's yeah. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna be fun. Before we start, uh, we have to apologize to the Win Words Fail Nation out there because uh, something came up that we, was very unexpected last week. So we do apologize. Yes. Um, so hopefully, when uh, I, and I totally forgot to tell everybody out there that we weren't doing a podcast last week. So I do apologize for that. Yes, sorry uh, about that. We are back, and uh, yeah, had a had a last minute mishap. Yeah. Um, and uh, totally, totally my part. Uh, and we're, but we're back this week. And who knows? It, this, this, this may be, this, this may, may be, be the greatest podcast ever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So the way this works is uh, every time we end an episode, I ask Brosley which one is it, which is the next subject. And he blew my mind wide open with this one. Why don't you tell him what we're doing today? We are talking all about boy bands. Boy bands. Oh, yes. Uh, and can you tell me why you chose that <laughs> subject, sir? I'll tell you. It's a great so subject. It's a great I, subject. Yes. Um, in my vast uh, uh, music um, 
selection that I have on my iPod and my phone and my computers and everything, uh, you will find many different types of music. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll find thrash metal. You'll find Motown. You'll find some 90s country thrown in there every once in a while, thanks to my wife. Um, but one thing that you you may be surprised to find is that I have a lot of songs by the Backstreet Boys on yes, my yes, in my yes. music collection, yeah. and I have no shame. <laughs> no, and for anyone who wants to shame me, go ahead and try. Yeah. I already admitted it. <laughs> uh, there you go. I will do the same thing too, man. Because uh, listen, back in the, it's good. Yeah, uh, back in the day, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I, I fell in love with one of these bands, and it has happened to be the first band we're going to talk to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but later in life, you know, since I got started in heavy metal, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, boy bands are trash. You know, they're they're, right. te- they're teeny boppers, and you know, I didn't have time for that. I but, went through that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but when I hit my twenty six age of age, I started getting yeah. back into boy bands. You know, because um, because there's one one song that I really really like, and we'll get to that. Yeah, later. like it's 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 really it, it's it's making a comeback i feel like in certain ways right. i think there's there's kids that are listening to music now and you know some of them don't even know like they know who justin timberlake is but yeah. they may not be as familiar with in sync and it's like but that's where he got to start right he wouldn't he wouldn't have a solo career had it not been for his early roots exactly uh and uh you know it's of course, we can look back on on music videos and songs <laughs> that came out twenty plus years ago, right. and we can say, "Oh my God, yeah. it was so cheesy." Yeah, I and mean, we like we can like, look I, at it at the time. You're like, "I listened to this back in the day." No, I didn't. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. You um, know, and 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 I went through that phase too, where I started getting into heavier music, and I yeah did not want a soul to find out that I ever liked no. the Backstreet Boys, uh, but I did, and um, I hit a point in my life where I'm like, you know. Why am I ashamed of that? Right. That helped shape my love for music. Right. It, it kind of helped me appreciate different types of music and find out all the elements that they come from and how a lot of R&B groups stemmed from these boy bands or where the, uh, these boy bands got their influences from. Right. And uh, you can you can hear a lot of influences from like Boys to Men and all these different groups, even way back to Motown stuff. Yeah, and uh, with harmonies and moves, and you can—I mean, you can go all the way back and say that the Temptations was a boy band. I mean, why weren't they? Yeah, they, yeah. they had dance moves. They was a five-piece, uh, a five-piece group. They all sang different parts, and uh, consider—you could consider them a boy band. You could consider the Jackson Five a boy band too. The Jackson Five, oh, for sure, absolutely. Five, that totally, was definitely yeah. yeah, and they were all teenagers, you know. So it's right. it kind of works. But I think the the term boy band came in the late two thousands. Um, For sure, because technically, yeah. you know, what was a boy band back in the Motown years? Nobody knew. You know, nobody. It was uh, just a band. Thought of the, Yeah, it was just a band that everybody loved and and admired. You know, right. Um, and I yeah. will say that uh, my playlist is exactly like your playlist because when I was working out at the gym, uh, way yeah. before this artist thing hit, uh, you know, I, I it it would be. Benjamin, um, breaking Benjamin, and then it goes to body count, which is the exact opposite of you know the middle yeah. picture. And then right. you know something by a new kids on block, or you know I'm like, oh, we're okay. So uh, it's just yeah. me listening to this right now, so it's okay, you know, because I, yeah. I had you know headphones on and 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, and it's and it's and it's okay. It's, yeah. Excuse me. It's totally fine. And you can call it a guilty pleasure or whatever. And that and if that's what it is, then great. It's um, uh, some of these groups have really good songs, and when you analyze them, and especially compared to a lot of pop music that comes out these days, like these guys were just so much better, in my opinion, it was so much better than you know a lot of stuff that's coming out now. Oh yeah. And uh, you know we we talked briefly, and we'll get into it in this episode as well. But the documentary about Lou Pearlman, who yes. managed all these bands, yes. and that, that, to see how they were taken advantage of right. in that, so many ways, I, I felt bad for them. Even the bands I didn't really care for, I felt bad for them. Right. You know. Matter of fact, I watched that. I rewatched that last night. You know, just to get prepared for the show. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's good, um, man. Before we start anything, let me uh, run through the introduction of this of this episode, and we'll get started. Yes. So sweet. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something, man. Uh, New Kids on the Block was my band back in yeah. uh, early nineteen. They, well, hell, they came in in ninety, right? Or early yeah. ninety? Yeah, it was. It was like early, yeah, early nineties, yeah, right. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will tell you that uh, that they are my favorite band. But my favorite song that that any kind of boy band produced was um, I think it's Backstreet Boys. I wanted that way. Yeah, and I swore, and I keep forgetting it, but I, but I keep on thinking that Instinct sung it, but nope, it's Backstreet Boys. It's BSB. BSB. BSB yeah. for life. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. So, why don't you tell these, uh, these wonderful people that are listening into us, uh, what a boy band is? Because there's so many, uh, misconceptions about what a boy band actually is. Absolutely. So gonna, a boy band. Yeah, a, a boy band is loosely defined as a vocal group consisting of young male singers, usually in their teenage years or in their 20s at the time of formation, singing love songs marketed towards young women. Many boy bands dance as well as sing, usually uh, giving highly choreographed performances. Now, before we get started as well, yeah, this episode is strictly about boy bands. We're not excluding uh, Spice Girls. We're not excluding... S Club Seven. That will come later. Yeah, that's that will come later. Those yeah. were pop groups, and these these bands fall into those categories with as pop music and choreographed pop music back in the day. This is strictly about boy bands, though. We're talking about bands, boy bands that like left their place on in, in music history, and uh, that's the focus of today. Not excluding those bands at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to an in depth podcast episode on a podcast called wizard and the bruiser Mm. about the spice girls and it is the most interesting thing i've ever listened to wow and uh learning about the history of them how a lot of their songs that they wrote the five of them wrote together they didn't have 
they didn't have extra right i'm sure at some point they did have people coming in helping them write songs but you know especially uh so tell me what you want what you really really want right that song was written by the five of them by themselves and that's incredible so not discrediting them at all these are just about the big the big boy bands that left their mark on on music history right yeah those um, yeah yeah those fantastic girl groups will come will come uh, probably sooner than you think yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll 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 definitely do uh, girl groups as well. There were some good ones back then. But okay, so with all boy, we'll, I'm sorry, with most boy bands, um, there's always going to be at least five singers and, ban- and dancers. Yeah, usually, right. And there's usually four to five, but the, the but but the majority wins of five individual um or artists that you would uh, um see, you know. Because it was a formula, you right. know, like they saw what worked. Right. Um, and we'll get into that as well. You know, New Kids on the Block was a big, a big starter for that. Right. And that's what Backstreet Boys was based off of. NSYNC was based off of Backstreet Boys. They just, they saw what worked. And, uh, and there was a formula and mm-hmm. it, it was successful most of the time because that's what people wanted. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, hey, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Who are you telling? Right. Um, right. Yeah, because I'm a big fan of that model, you know, and I believe yeah, it too. So, for sure. Okay, so I, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with my favorite band. Absolutely. Go for it. Because I love this band so much. Oh, yeah. Hardcore style, right? Okay, so uh, first we have a good content. We're going to talk about this new kids on the block. Well, new kids on the block enjoyed success in the late 80s and early 90s and have sold more than 70 million records worldwide. Uh, they won two American Music Awards in 90 for favorite pop rock band duo or group and favorite pop rock album. Nice. The group disbanded in 94 and reunited in 20 in uh, 2008. Yes. It's, it's always funny to see, you know, bands break up and then come back later on. Just not going to oh, yeah. park again. Yeah, you never, know. never, ever think that just because the band broke up, they will never get back together again. Right. Yeah. They, they will at some point. Yeah. Trust me, it happens with every single one. Yeah, it's the same Unless thing. Unless they're as... all dead. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Which, uh, which I don't think you can actually uh, know when when one of them dies. You know, I, I, you know, I think it's safe to say that it'll uh, be tough. Yeah. Right. And it'll be hanging tough, just like the yeah. kids on like you know my favorite song, hanging tough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, the current the the current uh lineup of New Kids on the Block or N K O T B as it's famously is now. Mm-hmm. It's a Jonathan Knight vocals. Well, they're all vocals. So I'm just gonna uh say that they're that they're all vocals. Right. Uh, Jonathan Knight and Jordan Knight, which are brothers. Danny Wahlberg, Danny Wood, and Joey McIntyre. Now they uh created the band in 1984, and and they still are a band today. Yes. Um, even though they are reunited, they came back for a reunited show in tw- in 2008. They're still a band. Uh, yep. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited and waiting for their new album to come out if they ever. Yeah, do. that'd be cool, man. Yeah. That'd be cool. So I didn't notice, but their former um companions or 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 singers is Mark Wahlberg. Which is yeah. Mandy Wahlberg's uh, uh, brother, and mm-hmm. uh, he did mu- music movies, 
Um, he's on everything. He he has his own uh, burger burger shop, which is mm-hmm. called the Wall Burgers. I haven't been there yet. I, I haven't either. But, I believe but I heard there's, there's one in Charleston, in, right? Huh? There's one in Charleston, right? I heard there's one. What there? There's there should be one in Charleston and in Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. So I'm going to see another concert at the House of Blues. I'm going to have to stop by there. So. For sure. And their other uh, singer was Jamie Kelly, and they yeah. were both in 1985. So they were they were there a year after the the band formed. Yeah, I did not know that Mark Wahlberg was in New Kids on the Block. Um, now he definitely had his uh, success as a solo artist. Yeah, Mark, Mark, um, Mark and the Funky Mark. Yeah, you're right. That's right. And you know, last night um, we were watching uh, the first Mighty Ducks movie, and um, Good Vibrations was playing in the oh, Mighty Ducks yeah. movie. Come on, come and on. It, I was, yeah, I was <laughs> like, feel oh it. man, yeah, I didn't even know dude. the song was in this movie. This is yeah. awesome. Man, but, I, uh, I will watch that movie again because that's such a good movie, you know. Um, oh, yeah. That's with uh, Gordon Bombay, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And me and good my old Emilio Estevez. Yeah, Gordon Bombay. Me and my friend always, always, uh, you know, shout his name real loud. Yeah. Gordon Bombay. Good <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they had a lot of touring musicians um, they played as the backup band. So here we go. Uh, Greg McPherson was a musical director. He also played the keys. Uh, David Dyson, which is the bassist. Norita Roadhouse, which played the guitar. Robert Sykes played the guitar also. Uh, Yasko Kubota with played the keyboard. Dan Antunes played the drums. And Kevin Antunes, his, his brother, I, I imagine, played the second keyboard. And Paolo Matos is the second guitar. You know, cool. for a band, they have a lot of guitars, but not enough drums. <laughs> yeah. You need, you need, like, okay, so for every guitarist, I think they should have an extra drummer. Don't you agree? <laughs> I think <laughs> as long as you got a a solid drummer, yeah. I think that with a large band, a right. percussionist is nice. You know, you see that every now and then. Yeah. Um, You got your main drummer, but then you have somebody on the side that plays, like, tambourines or bells or yeah something else things like that yeah some type of shaker just to kind of fill in those gaps uh makes it all sound full yeah um but i'll be honest with you i'm not big on bands with two drummers really i I just because i don't think it's necessary i don't think i've ever seen a band with two drummers have i've seen a few okay yeah i've seen a few and i don't really understand it and i've actually been in a position where i've played uh, I've played live with a band that it was me and another guy was playing drums at the same time. Right. I did not like it. <laughs> right. And uh, I was like, just let one of us handle it because it's it's just we're we're trying to like play on top of each other and it was uncomfortable. Yeah, um, right. And then we were trying to play uh, Freebird. So if that tells oh, you, God. Anything, <laughs> really that's annoying. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> Plus, I don't under well. Well, I kind of like you. I, 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 I really don't understand the need for three guitarists. I understand two. You gotta have a rhythm and sure. you gotta have a lead. But, uh, but it's not feasible to have three or more. Just like um, I don't know how many Foo Fighters have. They have they have like five guitars. Why do you need five? Yeah. Man? <laughs> just, yeah. David Pat needs to be it. You know, they, I don't yeah. know. Maybe yeah, it sounds it, a lot heavier, but I don't know. I just don't like it. Yeah. 
that's the only thing I can think of is it just it just ties it in and fills it all in and makes it more full. Yeah, but five guitars, so, dude. Come on, yeah, man. it's a you lot. Overboard. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here are your studio albums. It's gonna be New Kids on Black and came out in nineteen eighty six. Hanging Tough, favorite album ever. Nineteen eighty eight. Merry Merry Christmas, nineteen eighty nine. Step by Step, which blew up. Like, boom, you know, yeah. really good in 90. Uh, Face the Music in 94, The Block, uh, two, 2008, and the last album uh, as far as 10, which released in 2013. Uh, now, nice. they did release a EP. It's called Thankful. I think that was their greatest hits or something, right? Or something. Might be, yeah, I'm, I'm I think something really like sure. that. That came out in 2017. Um. Cool. I used to bug my mom a lot about this band because I think she got like totally sick of me, you know, pounding <laughs> her about buying buying the next album or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, but step by step, really blew it out of the water for them. Yeah, um, Hanging Top was a great album, but it just didn't really take off like like step by step. That was a brilliant yeah. record, you know. I'll uh before we move on from New Kids on the Block, I do want to mention that I love the connection with two of my favorite horror movie franchises uh, have have new blocks uh, new kids on the block connections okay um, one of them being uh, it the the new version of uh, of it uh, have you seen that one I have so you remember uh, oh man I can't remember his name but he's like the new kid in town um, and uh, He's kind of falling in love with the with the red haired girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they all go to his house, and he's got like a new kids on the block poster. Oh yeah, in his bedroom, yeah, and he I, like, yeah, he's like trying to hide it and stuff. <laughs> right. And, uh, they make references to new kids on the block a good bit. Right. So I love that. And then also Donnie Wahlberg had a good. He had a he had a pretty successful acting career. I think he's still on a show with. Uh, I think he's still on Blue Bloods. If I'm not okay uh, mistaken yeah. on that, I think he's still on Blue Bloods. And uh, but you know he had a lot of success with the Saw franchise. Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. And he was in the um, uh, what's that movie where he sees dead people? Um, the one oh, with the Bruce. Yes, he was in there oh, as cool. the first. I didn't know that. That's the first guy who who um, sadly shoots himself. Um, gotcha. You know, in in the Bruce Willis's house. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he did that. And gotcha. okay. I don't know how how many of you know this, but you probably do. He's married to Jenny McCarthy now. And oh, he, wow. and, and he has been for quite some time. Good for so, them. Yeah, good for him. You know, so that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Well cool. Yeah. You want me to uh take this next one? Yes, please, if you don't mind. All right, cool. So this one, uh I I will admit was not definitely not in my uh my favorite category of boy bands. However, they still had a few songs that I was like, that's pretty good. Right. Um, 98 Degrees. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, stylized at 98 Degrees Fahrenheit. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're, for for all you science nerds out there. Yeah. Um, so 98 Degrees is an American pop and R&B vocal group consisting of four vocalists. So this was, this four. was like the first time that i noticed they didn't try to do five a five piece yeah. and it was a little different because i don't think 98 degrees had as many dance moves no they just, uh as the rest of them they just sung you know which is yeah good, you know. yeah 
Um, but yeah, uh, the group's founding members uh, being uh, Jeff Timmons, brothers Nick and Drew Lachey. A lot of people know Nick Lachey uh, not only from 98 Degrees, but he married Jessica Simpson, and uh, they had a very successful reality TV series together. Um, Is this and chicken? Do what? Is this chicken or tuna fish? Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. see, that's that's what everyone remembers. Yeah. Is this chicken? <laughs> no, it's chicken of the sea. It's fish. Please. <laughs> you know, good old Jessica Simpson now. Oh man, mm. she she. Listen, I had a huge crush on her. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. That was family enough, you know. She was not the brightest no. crayon in the box, but hey, that's okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The group was formed by Timmons in Los Angeles, California, although all of its members originate from Ohio. Didn't know that. Mm. Um, unlike most bands, unlike most boy bands, they formed independently and were later picked up by a record label rather than being assembled by a label or a producer. Again, that goes back to that whole, we've got a system, we know it works, let's right. build these boy bands. But this was the first time that they were like, hey, we're going to start this on our own, and they actually had success with it. That's awesome. Right. Um, they have sold over 10 million records worldwide and achieved uh, eight top 40 singles in the U.S. Man. Um, as far as their uh, studio albums go, uh, in 97, they released their debut uh, self-titled, 98 Degrees. Uh, <laughs> this is clever. <laughs> if for the follow-up in 1998, 98 Degrees and Rising. Oh, no. Good job. Yeah. Uh, in 99, they put out a Christmas album called This Christmas. In 2000, released an album called Revelation. Uh, in 2013, they released an album called 2.0, so they had a little bit of a hiatus and made a comeback. Right. Um, and then another Christmas album in 2017 called Let It Snow. Uh, as far as compilation albums that they're on, uh, Heat It Up in 1999 and The Collection of 2002. Um, so, yeah, I... I I'm going to say not my favorite. Definitely not right. my favorite yeah. compared to the next one because my next one would have to be my favorite. But yeah. they, 98 Degrees, got out there. It was a DIY thing. Mm. We're going to put out this stuff. We're going to get ourselves noticed on our own. And that I will commend them for. Yeah. Um, they had, you know, I don't, I don't remember a whole lot of choreography with those guys, but I think as far as music goes, they weren't bad. Their harmonies were good. Uh, the bassist that they had, uh, that guy for sure was, uh, he sang Rulo. And it, and I was like, <laughs> wow, he's, he's, he's got it, man. So, um, not a lot of solos with those guys either, or uh, with the rest of them. It seemed like Nick Lachey had a solo on every single song and, uh, maybe that's how they wanted it done. But, right. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, not my favorite, but I can definitely appreciate 98 Degrees for what they brought to the table. So, Well, I can't do because anytime you start a band by yourself, you feel more accomplished than you would have if sure. you got found by by a label. That's right. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big accomplishment for them. Yeah, like, yeah. like you said before, it's not my favorite boy band, but... Yeah, yeah there's, there's there's something about doing yourself that makes you feel better about yourself and you know, what you can do, what you strive to be. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, for sure. Um, since since this is the next band we're going to talk about, and it's your favorite, do you want to take it? 
I'll take it, man. Okay. I'll take this one for sure. Okay, good. BSB. BSB. Son, yes. Backstreet Boys, <laughs> often abbreviated as BSB. That's how you have to say it. Just like Slayer. You can't yeah. just say Slayer. You have to say Slayer. <laughs> right. Glor. For me, BSB. Yeah. You have to. Um, is an, Ameri- uh, an American vocal group formed in Orlando, Florida in 1993. The group consists of AJ McLean, Howie Duro. <laughs> I'm going to come back to Howie in a second. Okay. Nick Carter, uh, he had a very successful career in the Backstreet Boys, had a pretty successful solo career as well, but everyone knows his little brother, Aaron Carter, oh God, uh, for his yeah. his solo success and his drug habits. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Richardson and Brian Luttrell. All right. So the other day, I came home. Mm-hmm. Um, Allie was trying to find something to watch on TV. I said hey, you remember how Disney Channel used to have, like, concerts that they they aired? And she said, oh, yeah. I said, I wonder if they've got those on YouTube. Pulled it up. Sure enough, they've got, like, all all of those, excuse me, all those old Disney Channel concerts with, like, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and different things like that. And uh, we watched the whole thing. Like, the Backstreet Boys one, we watched the entire thing. So I put it on. We loved it. We had a great time watching it. Um, very nostalgic for us. However, when Howie pops up, <laughs> Allie says, who is that? I said, that's Howie. That's Howie D. <laughs> and she said, I don't remember him. And I said, yeah, he was part of him. He was, he was the fifth one. And she said, I'm, I'm being serious. I don't remember there being a fifth one. And I said, yeah, mm. they were always a five-piece. She's yeah. like, no, no, they weren't. And yeah. we went back and forth on that thing. And to this day, I still don't know if she's being serious or if she's just joking. <laughs> but well, she thinks it's a part of the Mandela effect because she I doesn't remember what I was going to say. Maybe, maybe she's part of the whole Mandela effect. And, Mandela effect. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes. Alternate timelines. Cause, cause <laughs> but, I uh, remember the Bernstein Bears being spelled differently <laughs> and everybody else does not. I don't know yes. what, you, what your stance is on it. But oh, I yeah. remember Berenstein, not Berenstein. I remember, I remember it being uh, Berenstein. Okay, good. Uh, so, I also remember yes. the. That's the, why I uh, like you. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember the Sinbad Genie movie. I know there was one yes, out there. But, yeah, there was, and people um, saying that it's not it, but there was. And Chick Fil A was not spelled with a K. And I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> the uh, the group rose to fame with their debut international album, Backstreet Boys, such a banger, in 1996. In the following year, they released their second international album, Backstreet's Back. Oh, that, I'm sorry. That's the banger right there. Backstreet's Back, 1997. Such a classic album. I love it. Uh, along with their self-titled U.S. debut album, which continued the group's success worldwide. They rose to superstardom with their third studio album, Millennium, also a banger in 1999 and its follow-up album black and blue pretty good not my favorite still had some good ones on there after a two-year hiatus they regrouped and released a comeback album never gone in 2005 after the conclusion of the never gone tour in 2006 kevin richardson left the group to pursue other interests the group then released two albums as a quartet unbreakable in 2007 and this is us in 2009 Here's what I'm going to say about the Backstreet Boys as well. Mm-hmm. They had a little bit of a hiatus, but none of these other groups that we're talking about uh, released albums this close together. So while they did take a break for a while, Backstreet Boys 
stayed with it as much as possible. They just they they kept trying. Right. Um, they never fully fell off the face of the earth. They all stayed in touch. They have a great documentary on Netflix, and I, uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's in our notes somewhere in here. But it's a great documentary. Please go watch it about them trying to make a comeback a few years ago, and uh, really interesting. Um, so yeah, band members uh, they never lost anyone except for Kevin Richardson, but he came back. Uh, they never added anybody else, so it's been pretty much the same group all this time. Hmm. Uh, AJ McLean, um, Howie Duro, yes, Allie. There was a fifth member, and his name is Howie D. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I still love you. Nick Carter, uh, Brian Luttrell, and Kevin Richardson, as we and just I talked about. So, and I still love you, darling. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Backstreet Boys in '96, Backstreet's Back in '97, Millennium in '99, Black and Blue in 2000, Never Gone in 2005, Unbreakable in 2007, This Is Us in 2009, and A World Like This 2013, and then DNA. In 2019, the documentary that is out about them, I believe, was for this album, uh, DNA. DNA. Okay. Yeah, I believe that was what the, they were writing right. in the process. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, um, they put out some some awesome tours. Uh, we want to be with you tour in '95. Uh, Backstreet Boys live in concert in '96. Uh, Backstreet's Back tour. Oh, how it would have been awesome to see that mm. in 97. Into the Millennium Tour from uh, 99 to 2000. So do you remember when Burger King uh, sold Backstreet Boys superhero uh, uh, toys? Do you remember that? I don't think I do. Cause uh, I dude, I'm going to have to send you that. It was yeah. the coolest thing. They had a cartoon um, it was, they put out like live, uh, tapings from that tour, VHS tapes that you could get. Mm. Uh, it came with toys. They were all superheroes. It was wild, man. Mm. And you know me, I love superheroes. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah. I, I, I liked the Backstreet Boys back in the day. I love superheroes. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I wish I, my, I'm sure my mom's got to put up somewhere, I'm sure she but, does. uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah, the Black and Blue World Tour in 01, the Never Gone Tour in 05, Unbreakable Tour in 08. I'm noticing a trend. They just named the tours after the albums. Right. This Is Us this Tour is in 09 from 2009 to 2011. That's mm. uh, that's an insanely long tour. That is. Um, and then a uh, In a World Like This Tour in 2013 to 2015. <clears throat> and then I guess they're currently still on tour even though everything is shut down. Right. With the DNA World Tour because that started in 2019 and it's scheduled to go through 2021. Okay. So, they they did co-headline a tour with the New Kids on the Block, in oh. uh, from 2011 to 2012 called the NKOT BSB Tour. Mm. So that would have been the that would have that would have been really cool to yeah. see. Yeah. I, I admit, but yeah, dude, Backstreet Boys, they just had it for me. Like they just uh, the harmonies were good. I thought the songs were really good. Backstreet's Back is a great song. It's a great music video because they're all monsters. I thought that was cool, even right. though it did terrify me at first as a child. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, my band, Fallen Statues, I guess we're still a band. Still not sure about that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, our last gig that we have played as of this date was the Iris Festival last year. Last, okay. Yeah. And we closed out our set with Backstreet's Back. No. Um, 
it was an idea that we kind of tossed around yeah. and we figured it out and it was one of the best shows i've ever played I, I had so much fun doing that yeah so um backstreet boys had a huge impact on my love for music and i i'm forever thankful for that right. i would love to go see them live i have no shame in telling people i would love to go <laughs> see them my wife loves the fact that i'm I, that i can admit that i like their songs and i'll just be at the house and i'll just put on backstreet's back or any of their songs from their greatest hits album right, right. i have no shame man it's just good right it's just good music but Allie, there was a howie d there was a fifth member <laughs> and his name was howie d we got we got a fact right here ellie come on now <laughs> it's it was on the internet i read it <laughs> yeah, everything on the internet is true right everything everything so okay so uh looking back at the at their studio albums which one was your favorite one can you say oh. i know it's hard to you know it's hard it's hard it's very hard. Mine has to be to say, okay. So, so let me go first. So I can give you time to yeah. look it up. Mine would be Millennium only because of the of the um, I want it that way. Uh, yeah. Cause that song is on GTA Five, and and every time it comes on, uh, yeah. My friend, my friend John, he always plays plays with me. You know, cause every time you you listen to a radio station on GTA when you're driving driving with somebody, you hear the same music. Right, and every time that song comes on, we always like build out singing. To be honest with you, you know, so, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, Millennium, yeah. I would have to say that my favorite album would be Backstreet's Back. Okay. Um, and for a lot of different reasons, I think a lot of it, um, a lot of it has to do with just nostalgia, like that. You know, I, right. I that was, you know, my childhood was all about. The Backstreet Boys was big at that time, so yeah. I can associate. I got some pretty good songs like "Everybody's Back," "Everybody Backstreet Back." Exactly, and that's a Lovely. great one. Yeah, great music video. I think that's why it might be my favorite too. Is they had some cool music videos, right? Uh, but and, there's and that song "Everybody" was the one that they dressed up like monsters, right? Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's okay. a cool, it's it's a it's a neat throwback video to put on, right? Uh, the monster stuff was cool. Um, I, I but, have a fun fact for you. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Um, this is the end where where um, um, they had like a lot of famous celebrities and they all like it's end of the world. And yes, to, I okay. remember that. At yep. the very end, the the Backstreet Boys, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, in, in heaven, all the Backstreet Boys do does the song everybody I think right. Yep, they do, yeah. and. They're all in heaven, and yeah. the Backstreet Boys are. And, and you know, I hope that when I get to heaven, Backstreet Boys, <laughs> the Backstreet Boys are up there with singing me, to you, right? And they're singing, they're singing Backstreet's back over and over again. That's yeah. that's what I would, that's what I would like. That's your, that's um, your heaven, heaven spirit, but, right? Yeah, yeah. But my um, I, you know, there's there's some really good songs on Millennium, like uh, the one. I would say that's that's definitely one of my favorite songs by them, and it came off of Millennium. Okay. And then showing the meaning of being lonely is a great yes, song as yes. well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just good. And it like what I liked about Backstreet Boys too is they had so many of their hits where all five of them had solos on the song, so it really could show you how well all of them could sing. Right. And when it comes to the rest of the boy bands, you know, especially when we get in sync in a second here, mm -hmm. a lot of the time it was just, you had Justin Timberlake and you had JC 
that sang all the solo parts and the rest of them was just kind of there and they had great harmonies too yeah but they didn't get to show off what they could do backstreet boys could show off every member um, and all of them could dance crazy good and uh it's just they had a better way of showcasing the rest of the group um by the way that documentary is called showing what we're made of and i believe it is still on netflix okay um Um, i'm I'm looking at the uh, at the liner notes on Wikipedia because that's true. So remember when you said that the Spice Girls wrote all your songs? I can't yes. find any songs that the Backstreet Boys actually wrote themselves. It's always yeah. been like the Ghost Riders. Right. <laughs> but um, in that documentary, it did show them writing a lot of their own songs. So, on the album DNA, right? Uh, yeah, and I believe okay. it was for the DNA album. And, you know, they're, they're they can all play instruments. They're all sitting around with a guitar and one of them's playing the drums and another one's on the keys and they're just, they're writing songs themselves. And they admit, they were like, this was not part of the process for us. You know, you come in and all that's been arranged. You go in and you learn the song and you sing it. And that was, that was what you, now some of them wrote, there there was a song they released uh, called the perfect fan that was about like, that was like dedicated to their moms. Okay. And, um, that one was written by one of the members. I forgot which one, uh, but he wrote that song himself. Yeah. Um, and he actually went on to have a semi successful Christian music solo career. Brian, that was the one he was the one, uh, Brian Latrobe. Brian, okay. Had a pretty successful uh, career as a solo artist singing Christian music. Yeah. Uh, so I guess he tried to break into the, into that scene. I don't think he was as successful with it. Uh, but they talk about that a little bit in that documentary. It's just, it's just cool, man. Yeah. It's a cool documentary to see them. And I feel like, like that. And I feel like Brian Luttrell and Nick Carter were both the main two guys. Like everybody, yeah. They were, they were the two big ones. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, AJ had a lot of, uh, he had a lot of solos in those songs too. Uh, he always stood out cause he was tatted up and, you know, had like wild hair and he was definitely the, uh, the, the wild one of the bunch to right. which he admits, you know, he, he was like, I, I, I love a lot of rock music. I like a lot of metal music. And I tried to bring that into our live shows. And if you go back and watch like that Disney, uh, Disney channel concert of them, he like, he gets up there and he's like screaming and stuff like that. So right. like he was way more eccentric than the rest of those guys. And mm. they had a great energy to their shows. And uh, it, it, they were just all around great performers. Yeah. And Howie, Howie D had at least one fan in this new. Yeah. See that? He had some. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, <laughs> all your favorite Backstreet Boys songs, he probably has a solo in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. he probably does. Um, okay, so the well, next yeah. band would be uh, one of the biggest bands ever, I think, because of one For sure. member. And that yeah. band is called NSYNC. Definitely. Uh, NSYNC, uh, also stylized as the letters N S Y N C or N possibly SYNC. Yes. Was an American boy band formed in Orlando, Florida in 95 and launched and launched in Germany by BMG Munich. So, yeah. Uh, NSYNC consisted of Justin Timberlake, JC Chavez, Chris Kirkpatrick, 
Cody Bertone and Lance Bass. Bass, right? Bass, Bass, yes, Bass. Bass, 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 Bass. Sorry. Lance Bass. Lance yeah, Bass. that's okay. it. He went to space. Or <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. Uh, their self-titled <laughs> debut album was successfully released in Europe countries in 97 and later debuted in the U.S. with their singer, I Want You Back. That's a good song. That is. That is a really good song. It is. After heavy publicized legal battles with their former manager, Lou Perlman, which we will discuss in a minute. Yes. And a former record label, uh, Earl Tillman Music Group, the group's second album, No Strings Attached, in 2000, also sold 1 million uh, copies in one day and 2.42 million copies in one week. Holy crap. Uh, which was the record which was a record for over 15 years. In sync, uh, first two albums were both certified by Diamond by Diamond Bay, uh, the record released, the record recording industry association of America. Uh, Celebrity in 2001 debuted with 1.8 million copies in its first week in the U.S. singles such as Bye Bye Bye, this I promise you, girlfriend, pop, and it's gonna be me. Reached the top ten in several international charts, charts, uh, with the last being a U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, man, so, they they had some good ones. Yes. I'll admit, and there's there's some songs that uh wasn't quite as popular that I would consider more of. The ones I really, really liked. Right. Um, there is a uh, there's a song on that first album um, that is called uh, "Drive Myself Crazy." Okay. And they have been the subject of a lot of memes right. over the years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that music video in particular, mm. there's a meme that came from it that I still think is so hilarious to this day. Um, because Justin Timberlake's hair looked like a pack of ramen noodles on top of his head. And I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? I, th- <laughs> I think he hates that meme, but, uh, yeah. the song, it's going to be me, or it's, it's going to be, hold on. May. May it's, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, <laughs> so it's going to be me. Yes. Uh, every, every May, every time May rolls around, that, that meme pops up. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's going to be May, and it has Justin Timberlake's <laughs> noodle, noodle yeah. hair with it, too. It's great. great. Love it. But uh, here's a fun fact. The group's name is also a plate on the last letter of each initial member's names. Justin, yeah. N, Chris, S, Joey, Y, Jason, N, and JC, C. So that's N, C. Right. I didn't know until yesterday where they got the name. Yeah, isn't that so, cool? That's amazing. So, to yeah. reiterate again, uh, the band members are Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chavez, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, Joey Fortone, and Lance Bass. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Like a bass fish. Like a I, fish. So, yep. so what I hate, this is why I hate English, because there's, there's so many uh, oh, yeah. syllables and from the, uh, so I should know that yeah. because he was on uh, multiple TV shows and you know so um, yeah they to my surprise they well, they've only released three albums which is kind of you know I mean it's 
I mean, yeah. compared to Backstreet Boys, their uh, uh, discography is, is very slim. Yeah, it is. So in 97, they came up with the, with the first album called NSYNC. No Strings Attached came out in 2000, and Celebrity came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that their videos are so hilarious because... Oh, yeah. On, I think it was No Strings Attached. Um, let me see here. Hold on just a minute. Um, they had one... Um, they had one song uh, that they were... They were... Uh, acting like uh, uh, dolls that you buy in the store. Yeah, and, uh, and it's gonna be me. It, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that video still cracks me up to this, to, to this day, you know. Yeah, man. So like it, and I remember that well because I, you know, they sold like these little uh, puppets. Right. Uh, that was a that was a big thing with uh, with what was going on at the time because they. This was around the time that they started having all these issues with Lou Pearlman. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, if I remember that documentary correctly, and we'll get to the documentary in a second, but right. I think it was around that time that they tried to sue Lou Pearlman. Yeah. And because he was screwing them over bad, they yeah. were not getting paid hardly anything mm. for all the success they were having. It was all going to him. Right. And uh, it's that album was a reflection of what they were going through at the time with the record label with Lou Pearlman and having those, they felt like puppets. They felt like they were being treated right. like puppets. Right. And uh, so that was, that was a big reflection of that time. Oh yeah. Um, now I remember there being puppets that they actually sold to look like the band. And okay. uh, kind of like a, I have kind of like a, like a, like a Barbie doll kind of thing with their, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Right. So they're 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 dressed up like puppets. They've got strings and the whole thing. And uh I have those. <laughs> My really? mom has those yeah. Oh, you yeah. Got I, I got them. Talking yeah. I, I have to, yeah, one day when I can go through my mom's attic and I can clean some stuff out. Yeah. Um, I know those are out there and I'm hoping that one day they're worth a lot of money. Are you and still I in can the, hold on to them. Are, and, uh, are you still in the boxes? Or did you take yeah, it out? Still in the boxes. Okay. Right. Still in the boxes, man. Right. Cool, man. Um, we kind of knew that was going to be a collector's oh, item. Oh, yeah. Be, yeah, big time. Big from time. the get go. So yeah. you could go to Kmart and buy them. And, you know, we've, got, we've still got them. But um, yeah, that just, so they made the music video based off of that, they had a lot of success with that, that, that first music video for Bye Bye Bye. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's when they're dressed up. That's when they're the puppets. And then like writing off the success of Bye Bye Bye, they're, being sold as toys again reflecting what's going on yeah yeah it's it's a it's a total and at the time we didn't know like we didn't know what all was going on no no. but i mean they were like yeah that was that was that was a reflection of what we were going through at that time with feeling like we were being treated like toys right man that's deep right right so uh okay so they had three studio albums like we just mentioned before yeah three compilation albums 24 music videos, and they sing all the time, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Four singles, four DVDs, four tours, one soundtrack, and two holiday albums. Yeah. So, uh, like we said before, um, we're going to get into their manager now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manager was Lou Pearlman. I'm not sure if anyone, if, if you haven't seen Boy Band Con, it's on YouTube for free. 
Yes. Uh, just type in BoyBandCon and it's, you know, you can watch it. It's Very about good. like an hour, hour and a half probably. Mm-hmm. So, the bands that Lou Perman, Perlman managed was the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, O-Town, LFO, Pick 5, Natural, US5, Jordan Knight, which is a member of um, uh, New Kids on the Block. Right. Aaron Carter, mm-hmm. Smiles and Southern, South Star, C-Note, Innocence, and Solid Harmony. And yep. thankfully, 98 Degrees did not get a Blue yeah. Carmen did not get a hold of them or else they would be um, yeah, they would they, they would just fall victim. Right. And so, they, that was a good thing that they were such DIY yeah. type people. So in the uh, in the documentary, you will see that they that he um, he was a, a, a very lonely kid, you know, growing up. And yeah. and I think it said his, his mother said that he's going to be rich one day. But he got yeah. filthy rich and started um, buying all these. Or managing all these bands, buying them dinners and stuff, and mm-hmm. just had had a good time for years, until I think it was the end of in of Insync's third album, which uh, became the, the the monster of loop of a loop plumbing. Yeah. Um, because I heard that because uh, in, in the in the thing, um, Lance Bass Bass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who produced it? He produced the uh, the the documentary. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Right, well, I mean, yep. he he does have money now, so yeah, yeah, he's no, got some no, money. No, 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 thanks to Lou, but um, he says that he that the band uh got got a check got their first real time check for ten thousand dollars, right? And that was a, like a like a slap in the face because um you know here here they are working hard all the time touring doing the concerts doing. The right. interviews and stuff like that, and then uh, come to find out that that every time that Lou Pearlman was taking them out to dinner when they first signed signed the signed the bands, that they were paying for their their own dinners. Right. Lou Pearlman just said, "Yeah, man, I you know I got you," and did not tell them that that that, that it was coming from their money, which right. which really sucked, you know. So, yeah, and you know it's it's so it's really unfair, and. I would encourage any of you that feel negatively towards boy bands just because they were boy bands, please go watch this documentary yes. because it really is not fair of what all those guys had to go through. They go into detail about all the work that they put into it. The deal is, you know, Lou Pearlman had a house. He had a mansion right? that he would be like, you guys can come live at this mansion. Yeah, just stay now, here. when you yeah. come live here, you're going to, you're going to work. So right. we're going to rehearse. You're going to work out. You're going to practice your harmonies, uh, and we're going to perfect the art of what you're doing. Right. And they said it was like sun up to sundown and even, and then some matter of fact, dancing I, all day and just anything that that guy could think of. Matter of fact, and in, in during the documentary, their, their, their uh, manager said that when they actually had a day off, she had them to go to a photo shoot or something. So they never... Right really truly had a day off which Never. Shocked, no. shocked me you know and to see all the work that they put into their success um right. of course there's other there's other you know hands in in that as well but you know they to see all the work that they put into it that's why that getting that check for only ten thousand dollars 
it, it just pales in comparison to how many millions of dollars they were making off the success that they had. Right. And to get a check for 10,000 bucks was just like, are you kidding me? Right. And yeah, uh, was nothing. You know. it's, it's just, it's a huge insult. And that, and Lou Perlman was a sleazy piece of crap. Yeah. And uh, he, he really did a lot of people wrong yeah. on top of the, accusations that uh he was a little touchy-feely with a few people you know what i'm saying right uh and to which aaron carter denies strongly that we talked <laughs> yeah, about that God, i can't like you know i can't stand yeah. it's, it's so cringy watching him you know talk yeah it is yeah. it is um do you want me to uh do you want me to read this this little uh little bit that you have written down uh, um, why don't we just go through the death? Because he died, so we'll we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk highly about that because that's a right. mean, mean, you know, dude. So yeah, yeah just uh, skip to the death. Yeah. So in 2008, uh, Perlman began his prison sentence uh, with a projected release date of March 24th of 2029. Um, in short, if you go watch the documentary, he basically got found out for all the money that he was cheating, not only. Out of the boy bands that but he the was, girl band too. Yeah, we, he the had, girl bands, yeah. and he had a like a airline company that like he loved planes, he loved private jets and things like that. And I, he was I think you said people. He, I, I I think you said he fell in love with blimps first, right? Something yeah, to do yeah. with blimps. Yeah, yeah. He was he loved blimps and then all types of aircrafts. And right. He was like swindling old people out of their money, and he would confuse them. He'd go door to door. And he screwed over a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and it all caught up with him. Um, so he suffered a, a stroke in 2010 while he was incarcerated. Um, he was diagnosed with an infection of the inner line of the heart valve. Mm -hmm. uh, Perlman had surgery to replace a heart valve a few weeks before his death. Uh, the prison took him to a hospital where he was scheduled for another surgery. Uh, but Perlman ultimately died while still in custody at the Federal Correction Institute in Miami, Florida, on August 19th, 2016, from cardiac arrest. He was buried 10 days later, on August 29th of 2016, in the family burial area. He was 62 years old. And it's, uh, it's a really sad story, um, not for him, because uh, no. he, he never regretted a thing ever. Right. Uh, and he had no remorse for anything that he ever did, on top of all the people that he screwed over financially. Um, to which some people never was able to recover from. And um, he, he was a real piece of crap. And uh, it's really sad. And it, and it, I think it'll change a lot of people's opinions about boy bands. Right. Um, if they watch that documentary and get their big break and got taken advantage of real quick. Right. Mm. It's a tragic story. Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, but anybody who loves music would love this uh, documentary. It's Will... Well produced, yeah. and I, I, and um, what surprised me was Lance Bass. Um, he, he, he did, he produced it, so that's you know, yeah, yeah, he put it out himself. He wanted the story to be out there about Lou Pearl, right? So, kudos to him, yep, yep. So, uh, thank y'all for, for listening to, to episode 16 um, of Wind War Trail. Um, Rose is gonna go through our links. Absolutely. So you can check it. You can visit our website. It's uh, when words fail, music .com. Um, You can find out a little bit more about us on there. You can find out about the show, uh, links to our episodes and everything. Um, go check it out. Uh, James has been working very hard on that and it looks awesome. Um, 
We are also on Facebook. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash WWFMS podcast. Give us a like. Stay up to date on when new episodes drop, things like that. Um, you can go to our Instagram and follow us on there also as well. And that's uh, instagram.com slash when words fail music speaks pod or search uh, when words fail music speaks pod. It should pop up. Um, and and I, we're on Twitter, right? We we are on Twitter, yes, sir. And it's awesome. Yeah, and, and the uh, tag for that is when words fail ms. Nice. So you can find us there too. We just signed up like like uh, the day before yesterday. Absolutely. So yeah, check that out. Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter uh, uh, at underscore Blake Mosley. I'm also on Instagram uh, at uh, or excuse me, Blake underscore Mosley. Uh, for both my Twitter and my Instagram. And where can the fun people find you, sir? Uh, they can find me on Facebook at or slash James Andrew Cox 1. On Instagram at or slash James Andrew Cox 01. And on YouTube um, at uh, slash James Andrew Cox 1. And that's YouTube.com slash James Andrew Cox 1. We do have a, uh, a One Words Fail Music Speaks a YouTube channel. Uh, we don't have a custom URL until we get over a hundred subscribers. So please, I will link the, uh, the YouTube channel underneath this podcast. So if you will, please, please, please go and subscribe that to that channel. Uh, we we review albums, uh, videos, and we're still working on Blake trying to get on here to to get on there too. I'm working on that. He does everything with his house. We understand, you know, his house comes first. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to think of some things I can make videos on. I've been trying to, you know, toss around some ideas here and there. Right, hey, uh, well, but I'll get well, on there. Well, maybe you can go upstairs and find those um, uh, instinct dolls and you know just Dude, talk about yes. them. Yes, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, so, and please go check out uh, the Not Religious podcast. That's yes. the other podcast that I'm on. Um, we just did an episode on American civil religion. All right. Uh, if you think that some people put America on a godlike level, you would be right. Yes. And uh, uh-huh. we talk about it, and uh, it was a fun episode. I do that with my brother-in-law, Brian. Um, we should be doing some more episodes here soon. Uh, he's been really busy. He's going out of town this week. So, uh, But please go check that out. Cool. I've been James Cox. He's my man, Brosley. And we until next time, see y'all. Peace. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.